I found uh, an, a real particular show called Baby God, and I am so blown Cut the fuck my away. Life into pieces. This is my last resort. Suffocation. No breathing. Don't give a f- Kasabian, Kasabian Lavo One. What's going on, beautiful people? My name is Kasabian Lavo. Now hold on, because I'm playing over here with the speaker, and I'm not paying attention. What's going on, beautiful people? My name is Kasabian Lavo. Welcome to the Kasabian Lavo Show, episode 137. Man, it's a beautiful Monday evening here in Las Vegas. And uh, before I get into the sponsors, let me give a quick COVID update. Uh, Vegas is on an extended pause for another three weeks and I'll get into more details shortly, but to support the podcast and support the show and to keep us here, head over to klavo.com. That's hold up. K L A V O E.com. I was not looking at the spelling. I was doing something over here. So don't, don't try me, but head over to klavo.com. There's a donate button there. Donate, uh, to feed five Puerto Rican kids, listen to the music. You might enjoy the music and go listen to the other podcasts from uh, previous episodes that we've had. We're at 137, so, you know, we, we're still chugging along. Uh, shout out to Popple. They make the show possible. Uh, if you're in business like I am, I mean, I think we know by now I'm a realtor. I sell houses. And if you didn't know, now you know. Head over to RGRNV.com. That's R-G-R, all letters, NV.com. And you can see the homes that I have listed. I have many, many beautiful homes. And if you're looking to sell your home with me, please, I, I would love to help you. Rentals, too. But anyway, Popple, sponsor of the show, P-O-P-L dot C-O. Head over to Popple.co. Check out what they are. They're RFU chips, and they do this cool stuff. Watch. Boom. See that? I just popped myself. And so if you're a business person like me, you're going to want to be able to get your information to people. Boom. Look at that guy. Huh? Familiar. This is the fastest way to honestly get all your socials. You can get them your phone number and then collect their information as well. Seeming seamless. And, and guess what? You don't got to touch nobody and give nobody a nasty business card. Just have them pop you. Say, hey, I got a popple. They have all your information. They get your website. They can text you. They can email you. They can call you. It's perfect. And in the post-corona world, who wants to hand out business cards? Like, honestly, it's so much easier if you do it this way. Head over to popple.co. Use Xavier Lavo at checkout. Let me save you 20%. This is a great investment. It's, you know, with business cards, you have to take a new picture. You have to buy new cards. It's an expense that keeps on, you know, becoming an expense. Yes, they still work, but I don't know how many people are going to be too friendly to taking business cards. This is much easier. You can update your pictures, you know, constantly. So, 
in real estate, they always say to use, you know, a, a recent picture, which I find funny because like everybody's on the internet, but you know, with Popple, you can change your picture every other day if you want to. I mean, it's, it's that good. So head over to popple.co, use saving lava check. I'll save 20%. And, and let's, let's talk about all the stuff that's happening that honestly, it was like a bunch of everything and a bunch of nothing. Mm-mm. Almost sneezed. It was a bunch of nothing and a bunch of everything all at the same time. Cause like it was a bunch of stuff I wanted to talk about, and then it kind of went away. So, is boxing dead? I honestly had to sit down and think this. Right, I'm a huge fan of UFC and mixed martial arts, but I think the UFC as a company has been able to do, been able to do. I don't know what the fuck that was. They've been able to do very, very amazing things in these trying times as far as keeping players uh, safe, keeping these guys or athletes, excuse me, safe, keeping them working, uh, providing not only uh, money and work. I mean, who knows how many people on the back end are receiving, you know, help and, and, and benefits because of this. You know, one fighter fights and he wins and that purse goes to paying for the gym, the trainer, the etc etc you know what i mean that money goes a long way and it helps a lot so for the ufc to be able to pull off as many events as they did and and you know do pay-per-views safely here in las vegas and in fight island like that's amazing and impressive then you go to boxing the og and you go what's exciting right like floyd mayweather people honestly watch floyd to to shit on him like people want to see floyd lose it's just it is what it is they want floyd to lose so bad that they'll tune in and they're the biggest fucking fans. Like, if you really think about it, the fact that you want him to lose so bad makes you the biggest fan because you're going to watch every fucking time he does something just to see if he fails. It's kind of corny. Anyway, after the whole Floyd era in boxing, boxing kind of got quiet. Now, there's a lot of great fighters. If you follow boxing, only if you follow it, because, you know, a lot of people aren't necessarily huge fans. Boxing has a lot of great talent, and it's promising. If if we can get the right... uh. I guess the promoters in boxing move old school. Like they don't do it right. That's why the Tyson fight was so good. Um, it, it resonated, right? Like they they hit all the right marks. They were online constantly. The YouTube, the the Twitch app, or or whatever the fuck Triller app was booming anyway, right? They were putting mad money into it. They were cross promoting all over. I mean, Tyson's huge. Jones not necessarily the biggest, but nonetheless has such a huge legacy. And when I say the biggest, I mean presence on social media. Um, Tyson's a superstar. Like, you're going to see Tyson everywhere doing anything, and people are going to click and watch. So when you see a, a exhibition fight do so well, you go, well, what the fuck is going on with regular boxing? Like, the Canelo fight, they stopped the fighter before the fight. I wasn't too sure, but somewhere in between that fight, right before the main event, MGM asked if they could play the UFC because people were asking to watch that. Like, they were asking permission to put it on their screens. That was the end of boxing. That was it. For me, that was the end of boxing. The simple fact that the boxing people and, and, and the promoters over at MGM had to call, excuse me, Dana White, and ask permission to play the UFC during their fight. That's, that's it. That was like a kill shot. Now, with a person like Floyd, we saw him fight Conor. That was interesting. Then he went and he fought this little kid in China and beat the shit out of him. That was weird. So now, and just hear me out. This is how I feel about it. 
I feel like Floyd's going to fight a fucking kangaroo, and that's going to be the next fight. Floyd Mayweather versus a kangaroo 2021. After him and Logan Paul fight, he's going to go handle that. The kangaroo that beat up the guy with the dog, boom, he's fighting Floyd next. That's what's going to happen. It's just the way things got to go. Honestly, it was a joke. I think I made it to barbershop, or I might have said it at home, but I was like, the next thing that we're going to see from Floyd Mayweather is him fighting a kangaroo. Like, it, he has to. He has to. It's, 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 I got to stop clapping my hands. I don't want to clap my hands today. I'm hype. I just, uh, I did one meal today, and, like, my body's, like, mad energized right now. But, Yes, I firmly believe that Floyd Mayweather will be fighting the kangaroo 2021 sometime in the summer or September. And he's going to win. He'll be 53-0. and 0. It's fucking amazing. This guy just can't be stopped. I'm just being a predictor of things. If you could put money on bets, I would bet the simple fact that he's going to fight a kangaroo. I'm pretty sure that's worth about a million bucks now. And then after they fight, it's going to be the most amazing fight. And we'll, we'll always talk about this forever and ever. And that's where we've gotten as a society. And that's why I said boxing is dead. And then Earl Spence comes out. I mean, after a car accident, who knows how people are going to be, especially because car accidents are, are very psychological and, you know, um, physical. But the psychological level always worries me more than the physical because you can always heal. But the mental aspect of an accident is always pretty scary. So and and, and it depends how it happens and, and how it affects you as a person. And as a boxer, you know, head trauma is one of those things you want to avoid. And something like a car accident can give you fucking head trauma. He came in and fought. A, yo, he looked good. Danny Garcia looked good, too. But, yo, Spence looked good. And I said, damn, is boxing is boxing not dead? I don't know. I'm going to wait. So I kept on holding the subject back. And this all came about, you know, because of Floyd fighting Logan. That doesn't bother me. I think it's interesting that they're going to fight. But is boxing dead? Like, is the sport of boxing just become now an exhibition thing where people just kind of get their fucking kicks off? Is that what it's going to be? I mean, how far does it go? Does it go until somebody gets hurt? badly and then we go okay we can't do this shit no more or do we stop it before it gets too out of hand like i think anybody saying they want to fight mcgregor that's not a professional like floyd mayweather fucking manny pacquiao needs to sit the fuck down like if you're not a professional you're just some fucking youtuber that wants to fight mcgregor chill mcgregor don't play fight he he's like he's like tyson he might beat you up on accident like i wouldn't even just what's the point then you see Anthony Joshua. Yo, Anthony Joshua threw a right hand out of a fucking movie. Like, and he he's a beautiful fucking statue of a man, bro. He's like a fucking horse. He's so goddamn big, bro. He's 6'6". Six, six. The fucking dude is a, he was 242 or 241 for the fight. That motherfucker's a house. But he threw the most beautiful fucking right. Wow, bro. Body turn. Boom, right into it. I mean, that shit look, it's going to be on a poster somewhere, I promise you. And I still had to ask myself, damn, is boxing dead, right? How do we create that allure behind boxing? Especially now, because you can't, you know, draw an audience. All you got is pay-per-view. You have to have some type of, like, wrestling background style boxer that will be able to, you know, like, rile up the crowd and, and get them uh infatuated with the fight before it happens and then you know sell pay-per-views because you're not going to get a fucking audience i guess they had like a thousand people it was in the uk shit's different out there they had a thousand people come watch the fight wasn't 
not a crowd, but it was definitely different than the UFC fights, which have had fucking nobody. And all you hear is those loud ass cracks on each other's fucking skulls. Super intense, way different. But Anthony Joshua really redeemed himself from fighting, uh, what's his name that laid him out? Majin Buu. That boy put them paws on him. That shit was, that was a, yo, like what a freak accident. And then a freak accident. And then the motherfucker had the nerve to go and fuck off the whole training camp for the part two of the fight for the rematch and got beat up. He got dusted up, came in fat as shit, completely out of shape, wasn't even ready for nothing. He wasn't, he he fucked it all off. He was out there buying cars and shit and, and, you know, fucking around MTV crib looking ass. And for what? Got beat up. Louise, don't even remember his name. Louise, so is boxing dead? Like, how do we keep it up? I don't know. Tyson and Jones brought in some crazy numbers. It was an exhibition. What do you think Floyd and Logan are going to do? Logan has a huge audience. Like, don't look, Floyd is going to have a lot of people watching, but Logan Paul has a huge audience. 20-something million fans on YouTube. Like, that's a huge fucking audience. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like he's going to fucking just come out and have a couple thousand people. No, there's millions and millions of kids out there that watch him and, and adults that watch him, and, and it's a religious thing for them. Like, that's their guy. But how do you compete with those numbers? Oh, yeah, if you look down here on the screen, that's the Cash App. Shoot over a donation. Appreciate you. Hit the like button and subscribe. Subscribe below. Appreciate that too. I think it's smash the like button. I think that's what I'm supposed to say. You gotta smash the like button, please. Uh COVID in Nevada has taken a huge jump up and down, which is weird, right? So our hospitals are getting full again. Uh seventeen hundred people in a the hospital. Then our numbers came down because people aren't getting tested as much because of the holidays. Like people haven't been getting out to go get tested. So our numbers have come down in a positive test because people have lessened their going to. Damn, that's a horrible sentence. People have just uh, slowed down going to get tested. So our numbers are like up and down, right? (coughs) Hospitals are up and our our positive uh, COVID results are down. For the time being, there's no cure. It's just it happens to be that way at the moment. And they said the reason is because of the holidays. So with that being said, they still want us to wear masks, wash our hands. If you don't have to go out, please don't go out. Thank you. We appreciate you. With that being said, the vaccine is out. People are taking it. People are, are, are you know, lining up, I guess. I don't know how it works because... I thought you had to be chosen, and then how do they choose you? I feel like it just gets kind of sketchy, and like, what if the person they choose, or they say, hey, to work here, excuse me, to work here, you have to be tested, and they say, no, I don't want to be, or not tested, excuse me, vaccinated, and they say, no, I don't want to be vaccinated. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Nevada's running out of money. We don't have any money to pay anybody anything. If we go on another lockdown, we can't afford to pay unemployment. They can't afford shit. They're trying to hold off on evictions and on foreclosures, and those are starting to come up soon, and the governor's doing everything he can. Excuse me. But even, damn, I apologize. That shit was fucked up. We should go back and post and edit that, but I won't. Um, They're doing everything they can to mitigate shutting down, but it doesn't seem that way because there's no transparency. It really isn't. At one point, they said that a person was dying every two minutes, Like, and there's no... 
Where is that happening? Then they tell us that mad people are in the hospital. And then we're asking, where is that at? We don't see that either. You know, you say the numbers are booming, but it's really not representative in front of you. And I'm not saying that it's not happening because you're not seeing it. It probably is happening. I'm just confused because this town really isn't that big. So where is it happening? If it's not in Vegas and it's northern Nevada, it'd be nice to know. But in Las Vegas, I haven't seen much. Just being honest. Uh, I encourage everybody to wash their hands and wear their masks when they're out. Just, uh, you know, be patient. and Hopefully this shit will be over soon. Uh, the money situation is scary. You know, they passed the relief, but then they said that the relief was just going to help people on unemployment. And I'm like, damn, we're running out of that. Like, unemployment comes to an end, they said, and people have to apply again. And then they, I heard something about people can't even get unemployment until March because they're not qualified until March. Like, what? Who the fuck? What are you supposed to do till then? We're halfway shut down at the moment. Like, you know, the, the governor himself said if we shut down these casinos, we're going to lose out on $57 million of tax revenue. The, you know, the state is dying. We're, we're not doing well. So I'll, I'll keep y'all posted and we'll see where that goes. The House passed the weed bill. This is a couple days ago now, probably a week or so and some change. Very exciting times. The decriminalization of, of cannabis, marijuana, weed, sweet, stankin' weed is so fucking exciting. Hopefully it gets people out. Hopefully it, um, you know, I just, you know what bothers me about that? That they say they're going to decriminalize, they're going to let people out of jail and this, that, and the third. But you never account for the people that are in jail for the weed thing and then they got in trouble in jail. Because, you know, they had to defend themselves or they fell into the, you know, the the crooks of, of you know, being in fucking prison or in jail. And you got to just do what you got to do to survive. And I think it's fucked up that you hold that against them when, you know, you incarcerated them on these minuscule amounts. And they've now put themselves in, in into a deep ass fucking hole they can't climb out of because they had a bad go. You know, like you got people in jail serving football sentences, long numbers for small amounts of marijuana. And if we're going to legalize it and decriminalize, it, let's not say legalize, let's say decriminalize. We have to really have a comprehensive plan to help the people that are in jail that should come home, regardless to what has happened in jail. It's hard. It's a it's a hard fucking go. But we'll see what happens. You know, we still got to get it passed in uh, in Congress. I believe, or the Senate. Fuck me if I don't know right now. I'm drawing a complete blank. This show, Baby God, I'm just so stunned. Okay, this show, Baby God, the the guy was, um, he's one of those doctors that gets you pregnant. Damn, I'm telling you, I got a brain fart. But it's on HBO Max, and it was here in Vegas. And what he was doing was that he was supplying the specimen for the in vitro. So he was getting all his, his clients pregnant. And he had hundreds of babies. Like, this dude's getting people pregnant. But it was so fucking funny because, like, a guy was like, I found out that my dad is the doctor and I got to go tell my mama that my daddy's not my daddy. And he goes, Mama, I got to tell you something. Daddy is not my daddy. My daddy is somebody else. And then she starts crying. Oh, my God, tell me, did I cheat on your daddy? Oh. That's, this is just me making fun of this bitch because it was so fucking funny. Did I cheat on your daddy? Is he Puerto Rican? I'm so sorry. What did I do to you? Mama, no, damn it. You didn't cheat on daddy, you weirdo. It was the doctor. He got you pregnant. I 
came to tell you, stop it. Cut that shit out. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought I cheated on your daddy. <laughs> yeah, that shit. I don't give a fuck. That is hilarious. Bro, go watch that shit. That dude is a sick fucking man. He was every fucking person that touched hands with that dude. He was busting off babies in them. They didn't even know. They didn't even fucking know. That shit was all here in Vegas. It's fucking awesome. What else we got to talk about? Yo, shout out to DJ Academics. Can I just keep it real? Like, I'm pretty impressed with what he's doing. Uh, it, it, he honestly came up out the mud. Like, you can say what you want to say about academics, but academics is a staple in music. He's like today's Carson Daly. He's today's 106 in part. We really do turn to him. I can really appreciate the kid as much as I want to maybe say something bad about him. I really can't. Yo, like, act does what act does. People are mad at him. But, like, a person like Meek Mills is just looking for a scapegoat because he can't admit his wrongs. And and he's too fucking stubborn to admit that he's not right for what he's mad at him for. Um, Academics doesn't stir up shit. These motherfuckers out here shooting at each other. And he's just talking about it. Don't get mad at him because he's talking about it. I don't think he's starting it or perpetuating it and making it bigger. But he is his own boss. And academics is somebody that a lot of you young people should be looking up to. And a lot of older people, too. What he's done is pretty impressive. He's built his own empire, a media empire off of his name by himself with no machine. It's very impressive. Give him his flowers for what he's done. I've seen him all weekend defend himself on fucking Chatty Patty House. And I don't see why he's defending himself anymore. Enough. You got it, bro. Trust me. You good. You you good. You are definitely a part of the culture. And people that say he's not, they're just hating talking shit. Because he is. Academics, stop talking today. Yo, academics has made some of y'all hotter than y'all ever been. A lot of you motherfuckers I know because of academics. Like, you know, like I said, all weekend. That's all he was doing was defending himself. I don't think he needs to. I just got Apple Arcade. And uh, it's pretty fucking awesome. I ain't even gonna lie. Pretty fucking awesome. <sighs> what else, guys? That was it. Just wanted to come on this Monday and talk some stuff. We'll see if we jump on tomorrow. If not, I'm for sure back on Wednesday. I think we'll be back on tomorrow. My name is Sabian Lavo. Thank you for listening. Live in the moment. Make sure you hit that cash app. One. It's always the awkward for the pod listeners. Shout out to you guys, though. You know I can't do it without y'all.